1: Oh,
2: Uh <laughs>
0: morning and welcome to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County, 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. It is Tuesday, Rosh Chodesh Elul, believe it or not, on this August 26th, day 30 in the month of Menachem Av, the year 5744. Today is the first day of Rosh Chodesh Elul. All the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh are said today, and um, hard to believe one month remains in the old year, and the brand new year of five seven seven five is set to begin four weeks from tomorrow night. Wow, unbelievable! Hey, we've got a contest going on. I want to mention this to the early morning listeners who may not be familiar with the uh, goings-on here behind the scenes. It's actually not behind the scenes. It's uh, it's way in front of the scenes. It's very simple because this week's a big travel week. We are sure that the listeners will be willing to post photos of the uh, interesting and exotic places where they are listening to NSN, the Ahmav Siegel Network, via the Ahmav Siegel Network app on Twitter. So all you got to do is um, is post. I, I saw a great photo, by the way. I mean, we we, can't, we really can't. Um, it, this is not a judging thing. You know, we're not judging who wins based on the photo, because it's a retweet thing. Whoever gets the most retweets for their tweet, simple as that, they win the prize. But that was an unbelievable. There is a there is a photo that someone posted listening to the NSN app uh right on a marina a beautiful marina which is just uh, a great scene boats sunshine water just beautiful anyway um if you post your photo of a uh, an interesting and exotic place where you're listening to the NSN app on Twitter use the hashtag NSN app and the tweet with the most retweets wins the dinner for two at Reserve Cut in Lower Manhattan. Simple as that. So thank you to Reserve Cut for providing the prize and uh, anybody this week during the big travel week between camp and school any but for those who don't have school already. Uh, anybody who gets whoever gets the most retweets of their uh, photo uh, will in fact be the winner. We wish good luck to all of you from uh, all of us here at JM in the AM. On this Rosh Chodesh morning, you heard Zehayom, words from Halel from the great Shlomo Kalbach dov Hendler, with Ihia Chodesh Haze, me me, done by Simcha Leiner from the Rosh Chodesh Benching. Pishuli, the great pension Shanker from Halil. Hashem Melech, done by Benny Friedman. Lipa with Wake Up and Regesh, of course, Moda Ani, um, opening things up as we say good morning. JM in the AM, 633 in the morning. Tomorrow is that interesting day that I talk about every year. Tomorrow is that, uh, that Gabayik challenge. Um, I'm not sure what happens outside of the Ashkenazic custom, but in the Ashkenazi custom, uh, we start to say, the David Hashem Ori, tonight. And um, tomorrow morning, we'll blow shofar. We better remember that for tomorrow. We've got our chauffeur blowing to do tomorrow, which we traditionally do right after by Goldwasser. Got to remember that. Um... But L'davad Hashem Ori is said, and the question is, when you're saying Aleinu uh, and then Shir Shal Yom, and then you have to include, because of Rosh Chodesh, and L'davad Hashem Ori, because of Elul, this all happens tomorrow morning. Which do you say first? And as we always point out, even though I believe, we've had this argument on the air, uh, I believe uh, a significant percentage of people get this wrong. Uh, the, according to the luach, you say barachy nafshi first tomorrow, and then you blow shofar and say lo hashem ori. It's a Mishnah brewer, in fact. So, it's one of my uh, pet peeves that I bring up every year, and we'll see if people get it right tomorrow or not. Pay careful attention in your minion, and let me know if they got it right or not. 71 degrees, 78% humidity, winds in north at 2 miles an hour, sunshine today. High temperature of 87, and tonight clear skies, low 68, tomorrow mostly sunny. It's a good week weather-wise. High temperature of 91.1 tomorrow. Right now, Yerushalayim is at 91.1, Tel Aviv, Haifa at 90.1, Neilat at 106. We're at 71 degrees here on a Tuesday Rosh Chodesh morning at J.M. in the A.M. And, um... And this comes from the most recent task, a time for music number 27 at JM in the AM. And now to introduce the next part of our program, I give the stage over to a perfect combination. Please welcome A.B. Rottenberg and Baruch Levine.
3: This past summer, Baruch and I had the opportunity
4: to appear in a show together. And during our preparations, we came to the realization that many of our songs are
3: thematically appropriate for the life cycle of a person. So we decided to perform a medley for you tonight, tracing an entire life through song.
5: As Maminim, we of course recognize that life is a precious gift, an opportunity to elevate and sanctify the soul that Hashem places within us. So join us as we take a musical journey together and trace the life of one such precious Neshama. Come with me,
3: little Neshama
6: Let me hold in my
3: hands will fly away You and I together To a place down on the
6: land Come with me Little Nishamalek Don't shy away
3: do as you're told. There's a little child waiting to be born today, and you're to be his
5: spark, his soul. But dear Malafo,
1: oh, no,
5: I don't want to go. There's so much pain. Upon the earth below Let me stay here up in heaven Where it's safe and I'll be pure Please don't make me go away Can't you see I'm so afraid Come with me Little
6: Nishamalek It's time you face
3: Your destiny As we fly beneath the clouds now I will show you There is so much
5: That you can be Yes dear Malapol I can see Kedushin Over there Look, someone's learning Tyra and there's another deep in prayer. I will stay here if you answer me. It's all I need to know. You must promise me, dear friend, that I too will be like that. Come with me,
3: little Nishamalair. Oh, it's a task that I must do As I tap you on the lip You will forget me You're on your own It's up to you
5: So, to the absolute delight Of his ecstatic family Little Masha Shmuel. That was his name, maybe, right? Little Mysh Shmiel came into this world. Everyone had such high hopes for him. His parents, his gra- grandparents, even his siblings. But no one, no one davens for a Yiddish child more than a Jewish mother, more than a Yiddish mama. <laughs>
7: I'm sorry,
8: to say when he came by they all just looked away the mention of his name just brought a frown he was known as the miser of the town in synagogue they never called his name people wondered why he even came children cursed him up and down They were told he was the miser of the town Well, the years they came and went No one saw a penny spent And he spent his final hour all alone And when they heard he died Not a single person cried And they buried him somewhere without a stone
9: ni do
0: It's got Elbaz with R here on a, um, a Tuesday morning. Rosh Chodesh. Sam Glazer with Miser of the Town off the Yes Legacy. You heard Avremo with Arois from Amachaya. A B Rodenberg and Baruch Levine got cut off. We had a I don't know what the technical problem was, but it, it certainly caused for quite a delay here. Their life cycle set from a time for music number twenty seven. We'll have to get a fresh copy of that. Uh, Rosh Chodesh morning. It's JM in the AM. Thanks for joining us on this Tuesday, 26th of August and the 30th of Menachem Av. Getting closer and closer to the brand new year. That's for sure. Hard to believe, frankly. Can't believe summer's over, frankly. Uh, If you still have a few days before the school year begins, enjoy. Make sure to enjoy. Um, Labor Day is Monday. We get into full swing starting next week. Make sure that JM and the AM is part of your daily schedule. That you're listening in every single weekday morning between six and nine. No matter how you do it, through the radio, through the app, through the web, whatever the case may be. And don't forget, right now, if you're in some exotic location, if you um, tweet a picture of the exotic location where you're listening to the NSN app somewhere around the world. Uh, if you tweet that picture, the, the, whichever picture, whichever photo on Twitter gets the most retweets with the hashtag NSN app, you get that $200 gift certificate to reserve cut in lower Manhattan. Simple as that. So make sure to do that today on Twitter at some point, and uh, you could be the big winner. And wouldn't that be cool? That's for sure. A song that it seems everybody is talking about. Ellie, a Yaeli Klein rather, with um, Nussan Fuchs. Here it is at J M in the A (laughs) M.
2: Be a sturder, to be is good.
6: Be semesbuguda e a filha beijaste ture semessoy casture de bagdad chegamos em sua semesbuguda
2: e a filha
10: i hey.
0: only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Brooklyn County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world in the web, jmdm.org seems to be the song that everyone's talking about. Vafilu Bahastora. Yaeli Klein and Nussan Fugues. Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday. Rosh
4: Chodesh is next. polygraph <laughs> cabinet We to to the cabinet. זה לא נעים, זה לא סימפאטי להביא חברי ממשלה במלחמה. אבל פעם איך צריך לעשות סוף האלה. ומי שמטליף להיפה אותו כבין ממך. ييري ها ركيتو توفيتصوت امرغمان the ومتمقد بشوتو اخرونات بمتخيم لعذر يشوفي اوتفزا كتبو نورا ميشاني لسيون همخبليم مرصوات ازال لشجر ציוד מיקון כדי לאפשר את ביצוע התיקונים באופן מהיר ובטוח ומעל 20 בני אדם נפצעו הבוקר קל מפגיעת רקטה באשקלון ו30 נוספים לקו בחרדה ליאם, ילד בן 9 שנפצע מרסיסים שוחח עם יעל דן
5: אמא שהיא שמעת הזכה הנה אותי והוציאה הבום נחתכתי בפנים, בלפי כל הסוכיית בכל החדרים זה התנבצו לא ממש
4: אמרה, חבר הכנסת מאיר שיטרית, מזלזל בנפגעי החרדה. כך הוא נשמע בתוכניתנו עושים צהריים, כשנשאלה אם אפשר לפתוח את שנת הלימודים, נוכח הירי שנמשך מהרצועה וגרם לפציעתם של רבים באשקלון הבוקר. ה מהם
2: זה נפגעי חרדה.
11: הם לא נפצעו. זה נפגעי חרדה. הלשאים נפגעו מרסיסים, ואני תודה לאלה, היה נס גדול באשקלון שעה. יש לצערנו, אני אוהב לאורך כל השנים, נפגעו ישראל אני חושב שדווקא אני צריכה שנענו שנת לימודים תמנהל כסדרה ברוב האנקס ולדברים
4: הגיב דוקטור חזילה ומנהל בית החולים בר
11: אני לא הייתי מקל ראש בטיעות חרדה לא,
4: זה לא פסועים, זה רק חרדה עבודי, חרדה זו פציעה אם חרדה לא מטפלים מיד ולא מזהים אותה ולא סוקרים אותה בקרב הנפגעים אנחנו נהפוך את זה לתקובת חרדה קשה ילדה בת חמש נפצע קשה מפגיעת רכב בבני ברק, כתובתנו שרון פולבר.
5: רכב שיצא מחניה ברחוב ירמיהו בבני ברק פגע בילדה כיבת חמש ופצע אותה קשה.
4: הזקה בזיקים, בזיקים בזיק וקרמיה, וקרמיה. הזקה בניצן וניצנים, הזקה בניצן וניצנים ובזיקים וקרמיה.
5: תנועה נמצאים במקום והמשטרה חוקרת מסיבות
4: מקבי תל אביב ובחד רגל הודיע רשמית שמאמן אוסקר גרסיה התפטר מתפקידו בגלל המצב הביטחוני. כתבתנו שרוני עקובוביץ' מוסרת שפאקו אייסטרן, לשעבר עוזר מאמן ליברפול, יחליף אותו. הזקה נוספת בזיקים וקרמיה, הזקה באמונים, בתזרה, גבעתי, שטולים ושדה הוזיאה. אז המנהל הספורטיבי ג'ורדי קרויף אמר בצהריים במסיבת עיתונאים, זה לא פשוט, אבל אפשר אוסקר.
12: I think uh, all the our players are, are calm. I see everybody's focused. everybody uh, has positive adrenaline and has the, the ambition to, to try to
13: put
4: Maccabi where it belongs, uh, which is in, in playing European football. <laughs>
0: Uh, Count Your Blessings title track from the country, SC Kivi, and Tuki, volume number six, believe it or not. Wow. <laughs> time is marching on. It's 2014, and they're up to volume six. Mayor Solomon with Yerushalayim. You heard Benny Friedman open up the hour with Bnei Heichala. Tuesday morning, it's JM in the AM, top of the hour. Had our news from Israel. Let's take a look at the live blog from the Jerusalem Post and see what's happening uh, at this moment. You may have heard in the middle of the newscast there was a a red alert that sounded, or not that sounded, a red alert that was reported as they broke into the regular newscast to alert the people in those specific areas. So that was a code red siren in the Ashkelon region and in the cities of Ashdod and Ashkelon that happened just after 2 p.m. Uh, just after 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Early Tuesday morning, the IDF struck a rocket launcher that carried out the rocket fire on Greater Tel Aviv on Monday night, that according to an Army spokesperson. Earlier in the day, Code Red Sirens and Ashkelon, Sharhanegev. Um A total of 53 projectiles have been fired from Gaza at Israel since midnight. Now realize it's just, uh let's see, just after 2 p.m., so in 14 hours, 53 projectiles have been fired from Gaza at Israel, according to the IDF. 30 of them were fired at the Eshkol Regional Council, bordering Gaza. 51 of the projectiles fell in open territory, and one rocket was intercepted by the Iron Dome defense system. So that's among the uh, latest reports in terms of rockets and Code Reds. And... um we continue to ask everybody to keep in mind our brothers and sisters in Israel who are still under fire, despite the fact that there is no ground offensive at the moment in Gaza, but they are still under fire. And we wish Hatzlacha um, to the IAF, the Israeli Air Force, as they continue to try to pinpoint targets of terrorism, uh, sources of uh, rocket launches that are taking place from Gaza. 20 minutes after the hour, Tuesday morning, J.M. and the a.m. Today is Rosh Chodesh Elul. Is today the day that I see the photos from the uh, gigantic yeshivas of the world who have the um, the Chavrusa Shadchaning, the, the study partner matching? Is that today or is that tomorrow? When does that take place? It's either today or tomorrow. You'll see uh, photos of the large yeshivas around the world. Uh, where people are literally standing outside and looking for a chavruso, looking for somebody to study with uh, between, I guess, now and uh, Yom Kippur, uh, the first zman of the of the new season. So we wish good luck to everybody who is starting their Elul either today or tomorrow. We wish everybody Hatzlach HaRabah from all of us here at JM in the AM. Reminder, tonight is the 9 at 9, and Yassi Zweig, as usual, has put together a comprehensive list. That song, va Va'afilu b'astara, by the way, is up there. It's the first song you'll find on the list that you could vote for. Yassi Zweig tries very hard to keep this list as current as possible, and he has some selections up there. He has a Yaakov Shweki song. He has the Lenny Solomon single that came out after Tishabov. The Harmonics Band is up there. MBD and Mati Steinmetz from the brand new Shlomo Yehuda Rechnitz release. Um, God Elbaz is in there with Eshal Mashiach. I mean, there's a whole list of people on the list. And, of course, you could write in your own song if you wish. So tonight, the 9 at 9 is going to be on our stream, on our network, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern time. You can catch the whole thing. It always trends well on Twitter, and people talk about it on Facebook. And uh, you could hear the whole thing tonight. It'll be repeated tomorrow morning, right after J.M. and the A.M. But the most important thing is make sure to vote. Make sure to vote. Go to the 9 at 9 link at the very top at com. Submit your vote. You could vote once. Your vote will be counted. and, um, And that's it. You'll have done your due diligence when it comes to the top songs of the week. 22 minutes after the hour, it's J.M. and the A.M., Again, a reminder that uh, we have a Reserve Cut prize, a $200 gift certificate to Reserve Cut. If your photo is retweeted the most this week, we want photos from around the world of exotic places where you're listening to the NSN app. That's what we want. We want uh, photos from different places where you're listening to the NSN app on this uh, big vacation week. Make sure to hashtag, use the hashtag NSN app, and the one that gets ret- the picture that gets retweeted the most this week, you'll win a two hundred dollar gift certificate to our friends at Reserve Cut in Lower Manhattan. A very cool prize. They're a very cool restaurant to say the least. So take care of that, and hopefully you'll be the winner. The Chevra next at JM and the AM. J.M. and the A.M. Adolum is done by uh, the Chevra here at J.M. and the A.M. Before that, the uh, Country Essie Selection. 27 minutes after 7 o'clock, Rosh Chodesh morning uh, on a um, beautiful, sunshiny Tuesday, I must say. High temperature today, 87 degrees. Don't forget to vote for the 9 at 9. Go to the nachomsigl.com website. You'll see the 9 at 9 link at the top of the page. You want to make sure to get in for tonight's vote. Have your voice heard. For tonight's 9 at 9, I want to thank those who are commenting on our app. The NSN app gives you the ability on its home page, on its home screen, to comment on what's happening during the show. And um, I noticed that yesterday, one of our commenters mentioned that they were listening outside of Boston, Massachusetts. I thank you for that. Another commenter said we were playing some great songs. I thank you for that. Others were commenting on some of the archives that they had been tuned into. So I thank you for that. So again, go to the NSN app. That's NSN, Nachum Siegel Network. Make sure to install it in your Android or uh, or iPhone, and you'll see there on the home screen. You can comment, and we'll see those comments during the show. As long as we're logged in and checking all the uh, all the comments, we'll see what you have to say, and uh, we'll be able to uh, utilize whatever. Comments are worthy of being mentioned on the air, and we appreciate that. Rosh Chodesh morning at 29 minutes after 7 o'clock. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning chizuk.
14: Good morning. We say during the month of Elul, These are the words from Tehillim, the 27th capital. There is one request that I ask of Hashem. Oyso Avakesh, and that's what I'm asking. The Ismach Yisrael asks an interesting question Why doesn't the posuk immediately state the object of our request? Why does it first reiterate, Oyso Avakesh? That is what I'm asking. He answers that a person doesn't really know what to ask for. We say to Hashem, You alone understand what we need and what we should be requesting. Therefore, the one thing that we ask of Hashem is also Avakesh, that which Hashem knows I should be asking for. That's what I truly want, for Hashem alone knows what is best for each one of us. Utilizing this explanation, the Ismail Yisrael opens our eyes to a much deeper level of Amun and Vitochen faith in trust in Hashem. We don't realize the depth and the scope of hashkoch pratis the divine providence in our lives. There is so much about ourselves that we're not aware of. Furthermore, it also teaches us bitolayesh, the nullification of the ego. It's necessary for properly serving Hashem. It is only after we can understand the meaning of the words, ma'onu, mechayenu, what are we, what is our life, what is our kindness, that we can have a clear perception of the level of subjugation that's necessary. Chazal tell us, If Hashem does not help the individual, he would not be able to overcome the evil inclination. During tefillah, during prayer, we ask for Hashem's assistance in understanding what are our personal needs, the needs of our family, and the needs of Klael Yisroel. Therefore we ask, Achashualti me Hashem oisoavakesh. Hashem, help us direct our properly. One of the grandsons of the stipler, in the midst of his conversation, told him he was going to the Kosalam Arovi. The stipler said, When you're there, please mention me in your tefilas. The grandson was shocked. Do I have to mention my grandfather before Hashem? My grandfather's kesher with Hashem is much stronger than mine. In Shemayim, don't they know who the Kielos Yaakov is that I have to mention him? When the Stipler heard these words, he raised his voice and emphatically said, You should know that there is no tefillah, no prayer that is choyzer rekom, that is returned empty-handed. That is what Hashem has made as nature in our world. Every word of tefillah that goes out of our mouths, is the Peula. If not today, then tomorrow. If not tomorrow, then the next day. Even after a hundred years. The tefillah that you daven for me helps, and will help. And the tefillah that we daven for ourselves, will help as well. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
0: JM in the AM, Rosh Chodesh, Elul, morning here on a Tuesday at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Speaking of 90.1 FM, I want to give a special hello to the OHEL end of year program that's going on up in the Bushkill, Pennsylvania. I'm told they're listening and it's coming in loudly and clearly. At 90.1 FM, I thank you for that. Listening around the world at jmnam.org. Eli Beer is with us live via telephone. He is the founder of United Hatzalah of Israel. He is traveling now in the United States. Uh, we, we've we been anxious to speak with him in general about this summer in Israel. And you'll remember that one of his associates joined us when we broadcasted on that Thursday from Nefesh B'Nefesh headquarters in Yerushalayim, one of the reasons, uh, one of the additional reasons that we asked him to join us today is because there is a, um, a student, a yeshiva boy, uh, Aaron Sofer from New Jersey who is uh, believed to be missing in Yerushalayim. And if anybody, or in the Jerusalem area, and if anybody could get us up to date on this and other types of situations like this, it's Ellie Beer. Ellie, welcome back to JM and the AM.
13: Thank you. It's always a pleasure being by
0: you. I appreciate that. So, I mean, there are conflicting reports. On one hand, we read that the the search has been called off. On the other hand, we read that the police may have a lead, uh, which is going to lead to some information regarding his whereabouts. What, from your vantage point, is the latest news in this case?
13: Well, um... When, when uh, the young boy disappeared, the police took it really seriously. I mean, this Friday night uh, when his friend came over to the police after he realized uh, he never showed up in the meals that he was supposed to join for the Shabbos dinner, um, police realized it was a serious emergency, and we got involved that morning at 5 o'clock in the morning, Shabbos morning. Uh, the searches that we took, we took... Uh, hundreds of volunteers out of their homes on Shabbos to search after him. But after about 36 hours, uh, the police slowed down with the searches, and they have hundreds of yeshiva boys and rescue units who are searching, uh, even up to now, but the police are taking it towards a different direction. And the police are not putting all the efforts in searching. They're putting it towards uh, intelligence and other... Uh, sources, and even the Shabak, which is the Shin Bet, the Israeli uh, uh, secret service, is into this search, uh, doing a lot of work into uh, finding this young boy.
0: All right, so uh, I don't know what we can conjecture about publicly or not. Based on this information that you just gave us, can you reach any conclusions? Can you give us any direction about what all this means if the police are essentially, uh, you know, redirecting the way they're handling this case?
13: Look, he was, he, he, the boy disappeared in an area, a very small area. It's not like a big area. You know, if you remember, you know, just a short while ago, there three young boys who disappeared. They were disappearing in a huge area, so the army had to go in and search. Here, you can't get the army involved because it's in Yerushalayim itself. It's right near Hernos. It's a small little forest that he disappeared in. Um, and the police are taking it towards different directions completely. And I can't, I can't talk about it, but I can just tell you one thing that Israeli police are very, very serious about firing this young boy. Haqtala and Israel are ready to help the police in any moment. And we are doing so. Whenever they call us, they'd say we have a life-threatening situation we would send hundreds of volunteers, even more, uh, to search after. right now, the only thing to do is, Daven. in Ushalheim it's very hot today, so even the searches they're doing, they did today, um, even now, slow down because it's too hot to search after him in these areas. So in the evening, they're going to do more searches, but the police are not going to focus on the searches in that forest because that forest was searched a few times, I hope, He's, fined, uh, he's going to be fined uh, fast and uh, healthy and everything, but the police are going towards other directions as
0: well. All right, so you, you have Ellie Beer is with us, United Hatzalah of Israel, IsraelRescue.com, I believe. Is that the right one, IsraelRescue.org?
13: Israel
0: IsraelRescue.org. So you, at least at least you've given us information contrary to what we've been told. We were told... That the, that the search is off. That's not the case. Police are cooperating. They may not be part of the search, but they're certainly cooperating when your guys and others go out there to search, right?
13: Yeah, right now most of the searches are done by um, volunteers, right. not medical volunteers, but uh, yeshiva boys and rescue units. Uh, we are we are involved with uh, a few rescues in, in Israel. There Mickey rescue units, another rescue unit, Kushetion rescue unit these rescue units are on the field searching as civilians, and a lot of yeshiva boys in Israel, even if it's Choroshel uh, starting today, um, a lot of them are in the search themselves, looking. It's a situation where every yeshiva boy feels uh, that he has to be part of. Yeah,
0: understand. So they're
13: looking, but the police themselves are now focused on the search. Okay. So uh, the police are doing other things. They, they, I could tell you that I've spoken to a few very, you know, serious police uh, officers in Israel in the top in the top of uh, the Israeli police uh, commanders, and they are really serious about fighting this boy. And uh, they told me that uh, not only they are involved, but also the Israeli Shabak is involved.
0: Right. All right, so two very important things. So people were under the impression that, there that that uh that the search was off that's not the case. there are still people searching for him. It may not be uh you know police personnel, but as you said it, it's hundreds of yeshiva boys and others who are volunteering anybody who's volunteering to go and look for him in that area and the second thing is anybody who suspected and I want to say this carefully anybody who suspected. That the police and intelligence services in Israel were not taking this seriously for whatever reason. People had a lot of different suggestions about why they may not be taking this seriously. Anyone who says that they're not taking this, seriously, they are wrong. You could attest to the fact that they are taking the, that the authorities are taking this very seriously in Israel.
13: Yes, that's for sure, definitely, and I and many people, you know, I, I can understand the family's uh, pressure and this their fear and and everything, and everyone else that knows him, and people feel like, you know, he's a young boy, he should be found, and I can guarantee you that today in the situation in Israel, the police are taking things very, very seriously, and it doesn't matter if he's an American boy, Israeli boy, they are taking it very seriously, and we have these situations a lot, by the way. This is not, we have every day, you know, every day the police asks us for help to search people. It's not like it happens once a month or once a year. People disappear, young kids, adults. We have people with um, um, Alzheimer disease who, who get lost, and people ask, and the police ask us for help. So this situation is not a rare situation, but the, the police take it very, very seriously. We just had another situation. Now I could share with you a very big nest, not to do with this boy, nothing to do with this boy, um, on the entrance to Beitari Leith. Uh, a young man was driving home with his family, and he was stopped by, I um, could call him terrorists, Palestinian terrorists, who stopped him on the, literally a few hundred meters away from Beitar, which uh, is a small little village in near Gushatian, which is part of Gushatian. And they stoned his car, they, gr- they grabbed him out of the car, beat him up, and they were about to abduct him to, to literally take him into the village, Husan. Luckily, he was able to run away, and uh, the army came in, and he was just treated by a fellow volunteers. United United a fellow volunteers, and in a serious condition, but Bar HaShem, his life was saved.
0: When did this happen?
13: Literally in the last half hour.
0: Literally minutes ago? Yeah. Uh, does that type of situation happen often, where where regular people, we know that soldiers are always marked, but that regular people... Might be targeted for that type of uh, attack.
13: And lately, we have more and more of these situations. Um, now, when the time of the war, and a lot of a lot of these people in these villages, these Palestinians feel like they have to join the war. It's not only Gaza, so a lot of Jews are in danger. So these these people living in Beit they go back and forth every day through a road called Kvishoket mm-hmm. Husan, which is a it's supposed to bypass Hucan. Right. It's a new road that they want to bypass this Arab village, and they suffer a lot. They have oil spills. The Palestinians come there with uh, oil barrels, and they spill it on the roads, and they... A lot of car accidents because of that, and they purposely do that, and people will kill there because they want the cars to crash into walls and then to fall off the road, and then they attack them after they get uh, hurt, these people. So... They have a lot of situations, not only there, but other places where people don't hear about. You know, if CNN doesn't write, doesn't doesn't tell you about all these people that are hurt. In in Israel, many, many people are hurt over the years in, uh, in small incidents like that. This is a small incident. Thank God this person wasn't killed. And um, it's a small incident, but this person has a family. You know, he has a big family. He was ab- about to go home to his family and almost murdered by terrorists.
0: Unbelievable. Ellie Beer, United Hatzalah of Israel, IsraelRescue.org. We had a chance a couple of weeks ago to talk about the uh, the efforts of your staff and your volunteers during this summer. Um, I, I would guess with all the rockets falling in Israel, not much has slowed down in your department over the last couple of weeks.
13: No, we actually, this year, we joined 600 new Hatzalah volunteers in Israel. Um It was a lot of work to train them, equip them, and Baruch Hashem were able to do it uh, thanks to the help of a lot of fellow Jews in Israel and abroad. And they're busy working. You know, we have about 800 emergencies a day because of the escalation of what's going on in Israel. But usually, without the wars, we have 650 emergencies a day. And now the pressure that the people are suffering, and I, and I call it the silent victims. Mm. people don't realize what it means every day to have 150 missiles above your head. Even if it doesn't hit your house, the pressure causes a lot of problems. And and, and I, your listeners probably can imagine what pressure is. Everyone has a personal pressure or whatever. If someone loses some money, he's in tremendous pressure. But think about a missile flying above your head, and even so the Iron Dome would come and get rid of that missile, that noise and the children yelling and screaming, running to shelter, that causes people blood pressure and other illnesses to wake up. And this blood pressure is a killer. And it causes heart attacks and strokes and other problems and we are dealing with this. Every day we go out to almost eight hundred emergencies there. And, and they- it has to do and people think about Israel, we only had a few people hurt from the missiles. No, we had thousands and thousands of people hurt from the missiles. When a, when, a, when a person is running for shelter and falling down the steps and now he's in a coma, a 70-year-old man, he's, he's a victim of, uh, of, uh, of terror, of war. And when a kid is running to, to shelter in Ashdod and a car hits him because the woman got scared of the little siren and the kid was running for shelter and then three people are hurt from his car accident because of that, these three people are hurt from, uh, from terror and war. And, and But these people are not registered as as victims of war. They're registered as car accidents. But we know that they have direct link to to what's going on. And and unfortunately, thousands and thousands of people are hurt in Israel because of the war. And uh, unfortunately, we have to deal with it every day.
0: Well, Kolakavod for dealing with it, that's for sure. We've pointed out how the anxiety and the shock and all the different cases you just cited... Is just the tip of the iceberg of what our brethren in Israel are going through at this time. Ellie Beer, I thank you. You've, you've certainly uh, set us straight on a couple of things. You know, a lot of rumors fly around about these t- types of situations. We're glad to hear that Israeli police authorities are taking this case very seriously. Thank God. And we pray for the safe and healthy return of Aaron Sofer as soon as possible.
13: Thank you very much,
0: and we should really say a lot of him. 100%. Uh, those of you just tuning in, that's Ellie Beer, United Hatzalah of Israel, IsraelRescue.org. Aaron Sofer, Lakewood, New Jersey, missing in Israel since this weekend. Uh, Ellie said the search began with Hatzalah members 5 a.m. on Shabbos morning, and uh, the search is still on. Many people thought it was officially called off. They are, they are certainly welcoming any volunteers to continue to search. Uh, Israeli authorities have uh, put their focus in a different direction, however, and they are taking the case very, very seriously, according to what Ellie Beer, who's been in touch with uh, high personnel in the Israeli police force, uh, has just told us. We pray for his safe return, and uh, we should all uh, have a, um, a a quick, peaceful, and healthy resolution to this situation. This is JM in the AM.
15: Oh. shamayim varet alitenam odraglehah al yanum shmerecha ine loyanoh loy sham shmeris raeh shum shmerecha ashem zircha aliyah imineha <imitation> yomah the sun doesn't shine, and you,
0: AM At the Harmonics Band with uh, Shua Kessen doing the lead vocal, Sheer Lama Load. Eight o'clock in the morning on a Rosh Chodesh Elul, day one of Rosh Chodesh. On a Tuesday, this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at ninety one point nine on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, JM the AM dot ORG.
9: Nahamu ami, nahamu ami, mare lo ami, ami, mare lo ami, ami, mare lo ami, mare Dabru Yerushalayim the brood of Yerushalayim, the brood of Yerushalayim. Amarashem, Amarashem, a rich, the rich, the rich, Michel is moving out. Let me tell you, Nahamu ami, Nahamu Do not me, do not have to sacrifice Who has been raised in his house
0: With uh, Sholi in a very interesting cover of the Hashem Melech song, which was a very interesting cover of the original song. That's a separate story. Rosh Chodesh El morning at J.M. in the A.M. on this Tuesday. Good morning, everybody. Aaron Razel with Nachamu. Before that, you heard the Shir LaMalot. That was uh, Shua Kessen and company with the Harmonics band. And we're told that I, I just spoke with Yanki Meyer, who's in Israel at the moment. And uh, he's also at the front lines of this whole situation with uh, with uh, the young man Aaron Sofer. Uh, Aaron Ben Benhulda is his name. Aaron Ben Hulda, certainly add him to your list of those who we pray for, and we pray for his safe and healthy return. Uh, Aaron Ben Hulda would be the um, would be his name, and of course, your help with that is greatly appreciated. Seventy-one degrees, sunshine, a high temperature of eighty-seven. Reminder, our Reserve Cut contest is going on this week. It's very simple. The prize is a $200 gift certificate to Reserve Cut. All you got to do is take a photo and put it on Twitter of some exotic location where you're listening to the NSN app. Use the hashtag NSN app. Uh, Whichever one of those photos gets retweeted the most wins the prize. Simple as that. Thanks to our friends at Reserve Cut downtown Manhattan. We appreciate it very much. It's an interesting dining experience, to say the least. And uh, whoever does it's vacation week. It's between camp and school. I know some people are in school this week. Believe me, I know. <laughs> but many are not. Uh So if you're traveling the world and listening on the NSN app, you have your chance to win. Make sure to use the hashtag NSN app. Uh, and by the way, thanks to those who have been commenting on the NSN app. That's much appreciated. Uh Trucker it's just sent a guten chodesh greeting to everybody who's uh, logged into the NSN app. I appreciate that. Trucker Yitz, <laughs> out there on the road. Tonight is the 9 at 9, if you haven't yet voted for the 9 at 9. Speaking of trending on uh, Twitter and Facebook, lots of discussion about the 9 at 9 each week. Some of the songs we've been playing this morning are going to be included in the 9 at 9 tonight. It's very simple. Go to the 9 at 9 link at the top of Malcolm You'll see Yossi Zweig gets prepared. A great list, plus has uh, has arranged for you to write in your own vote, if you wish, your own choice. It's a 9 at 9 link at com. That happens tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on the network, org. Make sure to take care of that. Make sure your voice is heard and your vote is counted. Today's Rosh Chodesh Elul, it means tomorrow on the first official day of the month of Elul, we start blowing shofar, we start saying L'davad Hashem Ori. That would happen tonight, I guess, in the Ashkenazic custom. Start saying L'davad Hashem Ori. And tomorrow is uh, my very, very um, world-famous Gabbayik challenge. That's right, the, I remind all the Gabayim out there that even though it's going to be enticing to blow the shofar and say L'davad Hashem Ori before Baruchin Avshi, I do remind you that the Jewish law states, and it does state it, in, in fact, in one of the codes of Jewish law, um, that barachin is said first, and then you blow shofar and say, la David Hashem, ori, tomorrow. So keep that in mind. I don't want any of this confusion. I don't want reports that 50% of the shuls did one way and 50% did the other. want it handled properly. <laughs> A month or I should say four weeks from tomorrow night will be the brand new year. Five seven seven five. Let us hope and pray that the end of this one and the beginning of next one, uh, the entire next one, is one of uh, peace and uh, and calm for the entire Jewish world. Keep our brothers and sisters in Israel in mind as rockets continue to fall. We read earlier from the uh, Jerusalem Post blog, which uh, keeps a uh, literally a a log, as so many of the Red Alert apps do, or the Red Alert app. I think there's more than one. Uh, of every single siren that goes off. 2.21 this afternoon, which was just um, almost an hour ago, Iron Dome intercepted a rocket over Ashkelon. A code red siren sounded in the Eshkol region at 2.22 p.m. And and after 3 o'clock, just about five minutes ago, um, they posted that a total of 21 projectiles have fallen in the Eshkol Regional Council in the last 30 minutes. One structure was damaged, and thank God, No injuries were reported. But you heard what Ali Beer said. There may not be injuries. There may only be structural damage. But there's a lot of silent victims when the uh, missiles are flying overhead. So keep our brothers and sisters in Israel in mind. We beg of you. Uh, Brand new, Mordechai Ben David, uh, with a song composed by uh, Shlomo Yehuda Rechnitz, uh, here at JM in the AM. Good morning, Mordechai and david Mati Steinmetz from the brand new CD. Song written by Shlomo Yehuda Rechnitz with um, Eitz Chaim here at JM in the AM. 17 minutes after 8 o'clock tonight, 7.30 p.m. at the Merrick Jewish Center. Uh, Jake Novak, the CNBC supervising uh, television producer, leads a community-wide talk on media coverage of Israel. To provide the audience with a guide to accurate and fair coverage, while also explaining why the news media is the way it is. Jake Novak is with us live via telephone, supervising producer of Street Signs on CNBC, and the featured speaker and moderator tonight at the Merrick Jewish Center. Jake Novak, welcome back to JM and the AM.
16: Boker Tov, Nachum. Thank you for having me.
0: Boker Tov. T, you know, there's some who would say that the media has, in fact, been at war with Israel this summer and there are others who would say the media's been pretty kind to Israel this summer is there a correct answer to this query
16: um there is i think if you mark it down by old media and what i would call newer media um what is very interesting is that for a long time the problem with I, and this is Western news media, of course, we're not talking about the right. news media in the Arab lands and right. you know, countries where it's completely government-controlled and, and, and an attack weapon against Israel.
0: Yeah, my my uh, supposition was the U.S., right?
16: Yes. Um, you know, there's been when, – when we've had issues with Israel coverage in in the United States, it's been mostly a um, result of ignorance, sometimes a result of, of antagonism. There, there have been American journalists and, and commentators who have been hostile to Israel, and, and that has been true. But for the most part, it's been generally better. I think that this time it's, it's continuing to go along those lines, although a little bit worse in some areas. I think what has been, and one of the big things I'm going to talk about this evening, is the rise of new, of new media and social media and participatory media where, the, where people like you and me, you know, and that's not so much me, I guess I'm, I'm one of the media executives myself, but <laughs> n- normal, normal people not in the formal media can start getting involved. That's, I think, the biggest reason why we've seen a little bit of a shift. There's at least some voice, and in some cases a louder voice, in other cases not so loud, of a different perspective, a perspective of people who we've never heard before in the media. And thank goodness for that. I mean, cell phone cameras and social media have allowed, I think, a little bit more of the truth to come out from the non-establishment types. And that, I think, will generally almost always help Israel.
0: And, and on top of that, and you would know this because you're working for you know, a really well-known cable network, uh, because there's so many stations now, there's so many outlets, the, 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 the pool of panelists has gotten so much larger. One has to suspect that as that pool gets larger, uh, you know, just percentage-wise, the numbers are going to go up, right?
16: That's right, Nachum. I mean, you know, a lot of us in America of a certain age and older considered the golden age to be a t- of television news when Walter Cronkite came on the, the television news and how great that people thought that was. And I don't think he was a bad person, but understand this was one man who was not only the anchor man, but he was also the chief writer and executive producer of the CBS Evening News. Which meant that one human being in a corner office on 57th Street in Manhattan decided basically what the majority of Americans would know to be the news that evening. And I think that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think that that was necessarily a good thing. It was nice that he was classy. Thank God he was generally a fair individual, but that's not the way it should be. Um, you know, I'm generally an advocate for liberty at all times, and yeah. liberty can get messy sometimes. But when The truth is allowed to come out; it will eventually drown out the falsehood, and that's important. Do
0: we know that the new system is good because the old guard hates it?
16: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's funny. We hate it, but we also—that's funny because some people hate it, but some people don't. And I think I'm one of the few people I think at my who really embraces it. I really enjoy getting sometimes a lead from what has happening on social media. You know, all you need to do is take the few extra steps to see if it's a legitimate story, and once you know that. You can say to yourself, you know, what I, I didn't know that that story existed until I saw it on right. a social media site or a website.
0: Yeah, and but I, yeah, I'm, th- I'm thinking more like sometimes you hear Ted Koppel in interviews. Yeah, and he and he's frustrated by the fact that everybody's a journalist nowadays, you know that yeah. type of thing.
16: I know that you know that that, that actually infuriates me, uh, and that's something that actually predates the social media age. You could go to a place like Columbia Journalism School, which is mostly the faculty is mostly people who have recently retired and which you really should be laid off from right. the news business, <laughs> and so they end up teaching these young journalists, and they're all kind of. Their mouths are full of bile they start complaining about the profit motive as if the only reason why they were laid off was because of a product a profit motive and there wasn't one when they got into the business I mean all kinds of silly stuff like that and that this reminds me of what I'm hearing now when I hear older journalists complain about the social media. And yeah, I mean, they, we're, it's getting in, into their comfort area. And and you know what? Like I said, absolutely. Sometimes falsehoods and terrible things come out on this type of stuff. And there, and I wish there were more, more responsibility. But you can say that about everything. I can say that about the drivers on the Cross Bronx. Yeah. Should we not be allowed to drive our own cars? Yeah. I, you know, but think of it that way. Don't don't
0: worry. With the last mayor, we were almost at that point. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Jake Novak is with us, supervising producer at CNBC. He speaks tonight at the Merrick. Jewish Center, starts at 7.30 p.m. The topic is Israel's second front, the media and the war against the Jewish state. By the way, you know some might argue that some of the people at your network are not always very friendly to Israel.
16: Yeah, I mean, I can't comment too much about the other networks at MSNBC and NBC in general, but uh, I can say that what's really good about CNBC, and I talked to you about this before, is that their coverage of Israel is exclusively on the financial issues of Israel, mm. which have been... You know, I don't care how biased against Israel you might be, there's just no way to cover that story in the last decade without a tremendous positive spin because it has been an incredible positive spin. And it's and you know, to be honest, it's a personal thing. It's one of the biggest reasons why I'm in financial news because I think it's a little bit you know, there's plenty of spin in financial news. I'm not saying there isn't, but it's a little bit harder to spin the financial news. You know, when something fails in business it fails. You know, when a uh-huh. politician failed, he can claim he didn't fail all his life. You can be Jimmy Carter and say you had a successful presidency and people will listen to that. But if you're, you know, if you're um, RCA or Woolworth and you say you had a successful company and didn't go out of business, you know, the facts just don't bear you out.
0: The numbers don't lie. Yeah.
16: Sports and business news have a way of being much more honest then the general news, they, then they also attract.
0: Yeah, them. until until the social stuff creeps into it, right?
16: Yeah, well that's the thing. You know, when you right. start seeing politics on your sports page, you know, turn the page.
0: Right. <laughs> um, although these days you really can't avoid yeah. it, but whatever. Yeah. So let me ask you. You know, I was in Israel um, mid-August. We did a week of shows from there, and so many people pointed out to me how amazing the Israeli economy is doing, how yeah. strong the shekel is, yeah. uh, even the Tel Aviv stock exchange is starting to get an international reputation. Um, the unemployment, what, what is the unemployment rate now? Is it around 6% in Israel? Does yeah, that make it's sense? lower
16: than that, and you know, it's one of those things where in the United States, when we have 5% unemployment, we consider that full employment, because you know, economists don't like to say this publicly for political reasons, but there's basically an agreement that about 5% of the population is unemployed. So
0: when you see 6 in a developed country like Israel, is that a great number or not? Yeah,
16: and when you consider also, I mean, and this will change with the Haredi community, but when you consider the large population uh, that the Haredi community is, I, I, I pretty much everyone in Israel who wants a job has a job and that's not an exaggeration so that's a huge deal uh and you know the the economy is moving on so many different fronts so many different things it's no longer only tech sensitive there are other aspects of the economy of course pharmaceuticals are are a big part of it there are and and the the desalination project which is not really high tech because actually the technology involved is old it's just that now israel has natural gas to power those plants Mm. uh at at a good cost it, there are many many reasons to be optimistic and that's a big part of what I'm going to talk about tonight you know one of the problems that we have as advocates for Israel in the United States is that we're always playing defense we're playing defense all the time someone else like someone accuses Israel of x and we have to say why and i think a big part of playing defense is not just saying great things about Israel all the time and trying to push it into the other person's court but just kind of having a running dialogue about what's going on in Israel you know i bet that most american jews who who say they support Israel probably don't know the name of the second most powerful politician in Israel right now, and the name of his party and what he's trying to do there, good or bad. And that's you know we should be on on top of that. We should be discussing that publicly and knowing what's going on there, and just so that when wars happen and when attacks happen, that isn't the whole story of Israel.
0: All right, there's a lot of positive news. Yeah. Uh, tonight, uh, Jake Novak, CNBC supervising producer, speaks on the topic of Israel's second front. The media and the war against the Jewish state happens at the Merrick Jewish Center at 7.30 p.m. this evening. It sounds like you're not going to, um, you know, attack any members of the media directly. Is that the...
16: Oh, no, I will. I will. Um,
0: will, You'll you'll actually name some names tonight. Yeah,
16: a big part of the... I mean, the first part of the talk is explaining why this is a second front. You know, a lot of people, I think, think, well, it's not nice that Israel doesn't have such good PR, but in the end, it's it's not as important. It's much more important than it ever was. Um... What Hamas and the other enemies of Israel cannot achieve on the battlefield... They are they are achieving uh, to a much greater extent. I don't think they're completely winning, but they're they're winning battles in the news media and in the on the airwaves that they cannot win on the battlefield.
0: Yeah, you know, but what bothers me is is half the people in Jewish leadership have said this summer, you know, what Israel's doing really well in the media war, and and then people like yourself like yourself comes on and says, you know, what? If there's one thing we've suffered from this summer, it's the media war. Yeah, well, that's
16: (laughs) the United States. I think that that's the United States perspective talking, and I think I would agree with them generally about the United States. I feel that especially in the beginning. I felt like the coverage in the United States was more positive than usual. But, Nahum, I have to tell you that in Europe especially, there is absolutely no counter voice to the anti-Israel voices out there. I Mm -hmm. mean, there are generally good people in places like belgium and france who you know these are not the people who are rioting and, and setting fire at synagogues those people are thugs who have nothing to do with anti you know they, they have nothing to do with the war they're just using that as an excuse and not a reason there's a subtle difference yeah. but there are good people in places like that who really uh... who really have a terrible impression of israel because in europe they're you know europe has a much more government controlled and centralized controlled news media than we do and they don't have as, as much of an active social media as we do and they certainly don't have as much of an active of an internet news media and that is an old message that is beginning to sound more and more like World War II-era Germany news media. I mean, it's that bad. And that's that's concerning. That's a very big concern. And even though it's not gaining a good enough foothold here in the United States, they do have beachheads. They have Al Jazeera America. They have some programs and, and certain hosts on certain networks who are sympathetic to them. And thank goodness they have no ratings right now. But the fact that they're here alone is disturbing. And there are things that, you know, that's a big part of the talk also. I think there's a lot that we can do, as again, as normal, non non executive types who can who can sort of help advance the the, the correct cause here
0: yeah you 're making a very good point, maybe the enthusiasm that I sometimes hear are from people who are only concentrating on what 's going on here in the u s and and maybe from people who are simply shocked that instead of you know instead of the one hundred percent blatant attacks against israel there's actually you know a, a few people out there who are telling the truth, you know yeah instead so they're just celebrating that fact it could be yeah
16: I think that what, one of the biggest things is that people just need to understand that this is a war. Uh, uh, uh on this is another front and uh, it's interesting that the talk will be tonight August 2014 exactly 100 years after the beginning of World War 1 which was the first propaganda war right. which was very very well coordinated and That The purpose of that war was simply to either draw the United States in or keep them out, depending on whose side you're talking about. They didn't think of it as another front that actually hurt the enemy physically. And now that's exactly what's going on. I mean, the the news media um, manipulation by Hamas, especially in Europe, is meant to start to help people have an excuse to riot, help people have an excuse to commit acts of violence. And that is a big part of of their goal, and that needs to be counterbalanced because every voice, uh, every one of those you know angry, untrue voices that's that's quieted down could mean more safety for Jews in another part of the world.
0: Is CNBC in its own building, or do you uh, see some of the people who work for the other networks?
16: We're on our own camp. We're in New Jersey, and we're the uh, we're, we're the we're the we're the, uh, the the emergency headquarters if ever anything ever happens in Manhattan if the power goes down or something oh. like that. So we're, we have a beachhead in Englewood Cliffs.
0: Because I was going to ask you if you ever run into the uh, reporter who. Uh... Who spent a lot of time in Gaza hospitals for NBC, but yeah, uh, not me. there are some people in our audience who have some tinas on him, if you know what I mean. I'm sure. <laughs> You're willing to admit it, huh? All right, tonight you can see Jake Novak, and he already has to say on the topic of Israel's second front, the media and the war against the Jewish state. It happens at the Merrick Jewish Center, 730 this evening. Uh, any uh, information line or website you want to give out for this?
16: Oh, just that it's um, it, the admission is free. We are asking for a donation for Friends of the IDF. If, you're, right. if you're willing to do that, that would be great. Um, and the, the Merrick Jewish Center, you can find it online. just have to spell it on Google a little bit. They do the British spelling, so center with the R-E instead of E-R. You can Google it, and it'll have the information
0: on the home. All right, gotcha. And I see here it says that, yes, contributions are welcome to Friends of the IDF, to the Michael Levin Lone Soldier Fund, and the UJA Federation New York Israel Emergency Fund. Jake, thank you so much for joining us, and good luck tonight.
1: Thank
0: you for having me. Jake Novak, supervising producer at CNBC, speaks tonight on the topic of, the, uh, of Israel's second front, the media and the war against the Jewish state. Merrick Jewish Center, Tuesday tonight, 7.30 p.m., Check it out as you hear. He's uh, well educated when it comes to uh, what's going on with the media and Israel. Plenty more coming up. It's Rosh Chodesh morning, eight thirty in the morning at JM in the AM.
17: The hot leha and she ran the king and man, the The father, the
12: <laughs> we <awayonneach> shall so who make him cho Israel, who make him cho, who make him cho Israel, who make him cho, who make him cho Israel, who make him cho, who make him cho who make him cho Israel. Ata, ata, chovishim, He it. to for am throw me, you, Umi ki am, cho ki am, cho Israel. Umi ki am, cho Israel. Umi ki am, cho ki am, cho Israel. Umi am, cho Israel. Umi am, cho am, cho Israel. Umi am, cho Israel. Umi am, cho am, cho Israel. Umi am, cho Israel.
11: I'm in love with your
0: J.M. and the AM, that's from the Ben Schenker Shankar Halil Vizimra CD on this Rosh Chodesh L'cha Ezbach. Uh, one of the perfect songs for this morning's program on this first day of Rosh Chodesh Elul. Uh, before that, Yehuda Katz with Mi'a Ish. You heard Umi Ka'amcha Yisrael, done by Gabi Cohen. And Yaakov Shweki opened up that set with Tfilat Kala. Ten minutes before 9 o'clock in the morning, it's J.M. in the A.M. Earlier, Ellie Beer was with us from United Hatzalah of Israel, described some of what's been happening this summer in Israel, and spoke specifically about the... um Missing young man, Aaron Sofer, for whom we pray. Uh, two things of importance uh, based on what people have been talking about over the last couple of days that he mentioned in regard to that case. Number one, there are volunteers who continue to search for him with the approval and blessing of the police forces. Uh, but the police, the second thing is the police have switched their, uh, their focus onto other aspects of this case and are working very hard and taking it very, very seriously, which uh, some people had doubted, I know. Uh, over the last couple of days. So he has reassured all of us through this program that, and through our conversation that, in fact, they're taking it very seriously. His name, by the way, Aaron Ben Chulda. Aaron Ben Huldah. We pray for his safe and healthy return. Aaron Ben Hulda, a New Jersey youngster who was missing in Israel. Aaron Ben Huldah. JM and the AM rocket alert sirens in Stay Road in the Sharanegev region about 20 minutes ago. Code red siren sounds in Sharanegev at 322, about a half hour ago in Israel. And a total of 21 projectiles have fallen in the Eshkol Regional Council in the span of 30 minutes. One structure damaged, no injuries reported. We continue to pray for the safety of our brothers and sisters in Israel who continue to be under a barrage of rocket attacks. I remind you that um, the 9 at 9 is tonight at 9 p.m. Yossi Zweig is getting ready for another edition of the 9 at 9. If you haven't voted yet for this week's 9 at 9, go to the 9 at 9 link at the very top of NahumSiegel.com, and you could vote in that survey and have an influence on which songs end up where tonight. I want to thank those who are um, commenting on the NSN app. Uh, Yehudis says, Good Chodesh. Thanks to Trucker Yitz and Nachum for the reminder. <laughs> thank you. Schwiger writes, Very insightful interview with Eli Beer. I thank you for that, and thanks to him for reminding everyone that there's so many more victims of terror than the ones we hear about. Oh, yes, Eli made that point, and you're right, Schwiger. And Trucker Yitz says that Nusuk Svard will get it correct. Baruch Hinafshi is said after the Yom... And um Hashem Ori said after Mosav, that's what I thought, that for Nusach Svar tomorrow, it's a non-issue. Nusach Ashkenaz, it's going to be an interesting thing to see how many people get it right. We pray that everybody does, of course. Rosh Chodesh morning at JM in the AM. Reminder, our Twitter contest with the $200 gift certificate from Reserve Cut is very simple, especially if you're in an exotic place this week on vacation. If you take a photo of where you're listening to the NSN app, and hashtag it NSN app on Twitter. Uh, whoever gets the most retweets of that tweet, whoever gets the most retweets of any picture, of any photo, that's hashtagged NSN app this week will win the, uh, a $200 gift certificate to reserve cut downtown Manhattan. You'll get to dine in that very interesting location. So anybody who, um, Anybody who wants to win that prize, all you got to do is hashtag it, NSN app, and uh, and that's it. The rest will be taken care of. If you get the most retweets, the rest will be taken care of. All right, uh, here's that song again. Uh, it's called Va Filu. It's how we're going to wrap up a Tuesday here at JM in the AM.
7: I'm going to go to
2: I feel the so They are still the day.
0: Israel and Achim Achim, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Wraps up a Tuesday, Rosh Chodesh here at JM in the am a good and chodesh, everybody. My thanks to both Ellie Beer and Jake Novak who were with us earlier. Tomorrow we're back starting at 6 a.m. Make sure to keep it on the stream on our network all day long. ZK with a live lunch coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. 9 at 9 tonight with Yussies Y. Make sure to go to the 9 at 9 link at MalcolmSiegel.com and vote for your favorite. Have a fabulous Tuesday. till tomorrow, Malcolm Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.